Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And I know we're not usually here on a Friday night. And I know um, that's just, but I, we're getting so many people and so many stories that we don't have enough days with Monday through Thursday. So now we're expanding once in a while. In fact, this month we have Friday shows almost every week because we're so busy. But we got a lot of things coming up for you tonight. And I'm really excited to bring this to you. Our sponsor is Priority One Heating and Air Conditioning. And they're sponsoring this show because we've got something really special going on tomorrow. Relay for Life is coming up. And guess what? It's in person. <laughs> Yay! No more drive through. It's real people. You get to really show up, really do the thing. And so that's coming up. So we're going to bring somebody on to talk about that in just a second here. Um, but that's going to be happening. But tomorrow, Priority One Heating and Air Conditioning is doing a, a returnable can and bottle drive. Um, out at their location. So you can take your bottles and cans out there, only the ones that are returnable. Don't take tuna cans. They don't take those back. And they're going to turn those in and that's going to be part of their fundraiser because they raise a lot of money every year for Relay for Life. And that's going to be, in fact, I'm going to put the address up here right now. That's where you go. Um, so it's 4332 West 7th. And the way to get there is you go out West 11th, you turn right on Bertelson and then left on 7th. And right on the 7th, right on the corner there is the Overtime Tavern. If you don't know where that is, where the hell have you been? It's right there on the corner. And then you just go down a little ways from there and you'll see their big, beautiful building. And that's where you take the cans from 11 to 3 tomorrow. Um, so also tonight on the show, we're going to talk with members of the uh, Harrisburg City Council and the mayor and someone from Brownsville City Council to talk about uh, what they're doing in terms of covid and uh, they're kind of following in the footsteps of Baker City. So we're going to introduce you to them and tell you how their plans are just a little bit different as well. Um, first, I want to show you something. Remember last night we had two amazing women on whose daughters had died accidentally on fentanyl um, by overdosing. Well, they went to the Capitol today to Salem and check that out. They just sent me this video. They had a pretty darn good turnout and all the moms and parents and people are holding pictures of their children. And unfortunately, there's a lot of pictures because a lot of kids are dying from fentanyl overdoses and they don't even know they had it. They're taking Oxycontin and things like that. They don't know that this is laced with fentanyl and it's a huge problem and they're trying to go to the legislature to get them to do something um, substantial to get the word out for people to know that your kids are in danger. And if you didn't watch that show last night, oh my gosh, you really need to go watch it because I learned so much about what's happening out there. And it's it's pretty dang scary. And these, these two girls, within minutes, they were dead. And they were both 19 years old at the beginning of their life. So super important stuff and we need to be paying attention to that. So another super important thing is Relay for Life. Tiana Harris is here. How Hello. You doing? Good. So, How are you? Good. So tell them you're you're like kind of the the big cheese on this year for that. You're kind of did, did you get that because this is like the return event? You know what I mean? So it's like we got to bring out the big guns to get the return back. Yes, let's say that. Um, no, I've <laughs> I've been a part of Relay for the last twelve years and on the committee for six, and so I've just been the event chair for the last couple of years. Why? Why do you Why do you do this? Um, because I feel like everyone has had some kind of cancer story touch them. And I really want one day where you don't have to hear the words that you have cancer. 
And you've had a lot of people in your life too that you know. Yes, multiple grandparents, friends, family. And I've met so many people and heard so many stories through Relay that I'm just like, we're doing the right thing. So this year, tell us where the where the Relay for Lives is. I, I, I know I'm kind of being a little bit over the top on this thing, but no, it's, because it's such an important thing. And, and the viral thing, it was fine last year, but it, and you do, you do what you got to do. But I think this is going to be like so powerful for people. It will. We're going to be at the Lane Events Center this year on August 21st, which is a Saturday from noon to 10 p.m. And we're bringing Relay back in full force in person with all of the ceremonies and everything that you've expected and seen at other Relays. Wow. So how much, I mean, this is kind of a big event for you guys to have. You've been planning, but you're you're ready to go with this then. Yes. Yep. So we have... There were little details that we're still trying to figure out. Like we need a stage because um, the trick is we have to be out by midnight that night. So we need someone who can bring us a stage and take a stage away <laughs> all in all one right. day. So my listeners and viewers, we are looking for a stage, a relay for life there. Hey, you, you, we can do whatever we want on this show. So we're, we're begging for a stage. <laughs> so the other thing I wanted to, and I know you're not with the Cancer Society, but mm -hmm. there's a real problem right now with people that are afraid to get in the cars to go to the treatments and stuff like that. So we want to make sure people know, go ahead and talk about that. Yeah. So one of our programs through American Cancer Society that we raise money for and have volunteers for is the Road to Recovery. And we've had a lot of patients talk about not being comfortable with COVID, getting in the cars with people or not having the volunteers and the resources because funds were tight last year to get patients to their treatments. So we, we have the funds. We have things now that, that we can get them there. We just need to make sure people are getting their treatment because that's super important, isn't it? Yes. If they don't get to their treatments, you know, obviously it's not going to go as well and as planned. Yeah. And you don't want that. You want to make sure that they're getting access to everything to get better. How important is it for a relay to have these corporate sponsors like Priority One Heating and Air Conditioning? And, and, you, and you have a number of them. But Yes, it's it's huge. They make up a good portion of the funds that we raise is through our sponsorships. And so we can't thank them enough. And Priority One not only gives us financial help, they also help set up and tear down and do stuff throughout the year to help us be successful. So if people want to put together a team, what do they do and how does that process work? Yeah, so they can go to ESRFL.org. It's Relay for Life Springfield, um, Eugene, and they can register as a team or they can register as an individual. They can show up. They can raise money. They can just come hang out with us and see what Relay is all about. When, when um, Alicia, those guys at Priority One Heating and Air Conditioning told me you were going to come on, I didn't know. I honestly only found out you guys before the show that that's actually is a real in-person event this year. So this, yeah, this is a great show. I love being able to tell people that because I think that's going to make it a, a whole lot different. And it's a whole lot easier for you guys to raise money when people are relationed together. Yep. Yep. Because that was pretty tough through COVID, wasn't it? It was. It was one of our lowest fundraising years ever, but we still raised a decent amount considering it was COVID. So, so this so year, our goal... It's 350, 350,000. Oh, we'll blow the doors off that one. We're you're going to have to, you're going to have to up it next year. That's, <laughs> that's our goal. <laughs> okay. Tiana, thank you so much for coming on and doing thank that, you. doing what you do. And if you guys need to promote that a little bit more, just let me know. Okay. I'll put some perfect. Stuff out there for you. Okay. We'll, we'll All stick right, thank you. out there. All right. So again, you guys, that's tomorrow from 11 to three 
at Priority One Heating and Air Conditioning out on West 7th. Uh, that's where you will find, um, just take your returnable cans or returnable bottles and uh, they'll be out there. They'll have staff out there collecting those for you and then they're going to use that to help their team raise money. Okay, next topic. Um, I think by now a lot of people have understood that it is really tough right now for businesses to compete with the amount of unemployment monies and dollars that are being paid to people. And they just simply can't get people to work. And, and then when you do, um, that can also bring on a whole other problem. So a friend of mine owns the Elkhorn Brewery here in town and he wrote me the other day and was frustrated. And I said, I want you to come on my show and talk. This is Stephen Sheehan. Uh, thank you for being here, buddy. Good to be here. Okay, so tell people what's going on. Well, first I have to back up, and Rick did not pay me, or Priority One did not pay me to do this, but they, Priority One comes to my house, and they're absolutely the best air conditioning people in town. I promise you people, he did not pay me to do this. I just love no, I Priority One. Thank you so much, Priority One, for being such a great uh, air conditioning, heating people, because you guys have always done great for us. And great service. Well, they just they just clean mine too. Like I have two, two, I have two furnaces, one upstairs, one downstairs, and I don't have that big of a house, but it's just the way it worked out. And they come in, get it done, and you know we're we're out of there. So it, yeah, they they do a great job. Right. Okay. Right. Now, if we keep talking like this, Alicia's going to call me up and say, "Don't pitch us so much. Just do the show." <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, Stephen, what this is this is you got we got trial time and we got trials coming up, Prefontaine coming up and a lot of restaurants and businesses like yourself, you just can't find people willing to work. I would have to say in the eight years we've been in business, the, the, the staff that I have that's been with me for a long time, great. But I would have to say this is the worst uh, employment pool I've ever had. I can't get people. The people I do have that are like short timers, are coming in and telling me what to do. Like, oh, nah, I'm not gonna work today. I can't say, okay, you're fired. I can't say you're fired because I don't have anybody else. It's me, I'm working 16, 18 hours a day. My wife and I, we have a five month old screaming in the background right now, you're probably hearing, and a, and a four year old, and we don't have people. We can't get people. I, they're, 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 they're getting the extra benefits for sure. And if, if the unemployment office would call me and say, hey, are they coming back? I would say no, but they're not calling me back and saying, hey, they're not coming back. I'm so irritated with the pool of employees I have right now. The worst, not my employees that have been here for a while, the worst staff I've had since we've been open. I just, they're telling us what to do and I'm so frustrated. I'm almost ready to shut down three days a week we'd lose a lot of money, but, but the, what I don't, what, what's hurting us too is customers have to understand we are all in a pinch right now. Right. And you gotta, you gotta give us a little bit of slack because we can't give you the service we want to give you. We don't have employees. We don't have right. employees. I have a friend who went to the coast over the weekend last weekend and he said he went to three different restaurants, Kylo's blackfish around Lincoln city. And it was an hour and a half wait. And it wasn't because there were so many people, there were a lot of people there, but it wasn't that it was that they don't have the trained staff to be able to do this. So Steven, 
you in, in other states like Montana, um, I, I know there's at least 11 of them. They have taken off. They're no longer paying the federal government extra 600, 300 a week um, to to people who are unemployed. And they're instead you know, coming up with incentive programs to get people back. What would you sit down and say to Governor Brown about, um, I think didn't July, June 1st, didn't they get raised again, the amount that Oregon's paying? So what, what, would, your, what would you say to her? I would just ask her, uh, I would say, come out to the restaurants, see it firsthand and, and, and experience. I know, I, I don't know what kind of handle she has on anything because she just has to go see firsthand, like talk to the business owners, talk to the people, the, the fabric of our state, the, that we employ workers, like come talk to us, come, come, come have business owners on your staff that, that are feeling the pain. I just don't know how her staff is, is where, where they're coming from. Why can't they understand the pain we're all going through? We, we, um, we're, we're, I think we're, you know, we have this, this week we have NCAA, um, uh, all week at the Oregon track. We have like six teams, uh, from Texas to Kentucky to Florida. I had to turn down three teams because I don't have the staff to, to, to serve them. And it's not because I, I, I mean, I could give them the food, but you're not going to go give somebody mediocre service and, 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 and food that you can't make because you can't come up with the staff, but I'm just not going to do it. I'm like, Elkhorn has a standard and we're not going to do it. And, and I don't know what else to do. So in terms of like, what, what's the, what's the, I, I've heard people say, well, then you, the restaurant should be paying more, a higher salary. Rick, to get no, Rick, I'm giving yeah, 20, I'm giving you the question. I'm giving 26 bucks an hour average for my service and a $500 bonus if you stay with me for three months. Like, does it get any better than that? No, it does not. It does not get any better than that. So I don't want to hear about people not getting good wage. These servers are, are, I love them to death. They're getting better wage than most people. 26 bucks an hour and a $500 bonus, all the beer and food you can eat. Like, I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. Well, I went to a mill in Springfield um, recently shooting some video, and the guy was uh, telling me that that they uh, he has $50,000 a year jobs, and people walk in, do it for 20 minutes, and turn around and walk out the door. I've had other people call me and say they get a lineup of interviews, and um, and then nobody shows up for the interview. And I know I think the state was trying to crack down on that a little bit, but um, it's it's – I mean, and you're not just here bitching. It, it's this is this is like real life stuff. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm here coming to you as a tired business owner. I'm just not not tired in the sense of tired of everything that's happening. I'm physically tired. I'm like I, I need help, and uh, I just wish our 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 leaders could see that. And I I just last night I texted one of our congressmen that's a friend of mine. Crickets, nothing. Didn't hear anything. Won't mention his name, but he's a good friend of mine. We don't agree on anything, but we're good friends. But I didn't hear anything from him, and I and I, and I didn't appreciate it. Do you think people are afraid to to face um, someone like you, like making these decisions? They know that it's hurting you, um, but I, I guess maybe they don't know what else to do. 
Well, I know they're not going to face me because they know I'm that loud, obnoxious Southerner that's going to go out there and squeak like a squeaky wheel. And that's why I have a, a real problem in this town because uh, I, I'm too vocal and I, I cause a big stir. I don't, I do it for the good of my community. I love this community like you don't even know. I've been here 12 years and I do anything to help anybody. I, I'm not, we're not some hate group like everybody says. We, I, if you come in Elkhorn at any given day, we have the most diverse staff and patrons, I think, of anybody in town. You come in Elkhorn, you'll see that. And I just, I feel like it's, 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 it, it, no, nobody cares about. I think our leaders have just let us down. So, do you now? We went to what moderate today. What does that do to your restaurant? What like really? What does it? What does it change? You know what's the terrible thing? I don't want them to go to low because I don't have the staff. Keep it at moderate, and that's a terrible, terrible thing to say. If they go to low, then that means I'm going to have a host that's going to have to regulate the door we're going to be on a two-hour wait because i can't seat people because we're at full capacity because i don't have the staff to seat them so you know i, I hate to say it but moderate's good for me to tell you the truth because i don't have the staff to do full capacity um so steven um thank you for coming on and talking about that and let people kind of hear where the rubber hits the road and um i wish you luck and people um get a hold of me again you, you know my text because you, you and I both take a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, we do. When you speak up and you say the things that you feel that are true, um, people that don't feel that way anymore, it's it's a real weird culture we live in now. It's demonize the people you disagree with um, until they go away. And what they don't understand is we're not going away because we live here. Nope. And um, and it's 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 the most interesting and, and actually troubling thing I've ever watched happen is um, especially in a place like this where it used to be so um, we talked we we and and now you get people that just um, I think I get mentioned as much as a an asshole on sites as you do <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're running neck and neck on assholeness Rick <laughs> yeah all right Stephen hey thanks again for taking the time to join us and I do appreciate your time all right have all a right, good give, your, give your wife a little hug for me all right I right, see you later. All right, so that is where the rubber hits the road. Um, so I, I don't know, I you know, I hesitate to paraphrase, but I think the most frightening thing I heard in that conversation was, I don't want to have more people. I don't want them to open it up more, not because he doesn't want us to be able to go, but they don't because they don't have the people to do it. I mean, this is insane. It's absolutely insane. So what are people doing about it? Well, Baker City established. Um, what they called a sanctuary uh, zone, and I had it written down, but it's a common sense sanctuary city. And the whole idea, there's not a lot of teeth in it, but the whole idea was to, to encourage other small towns to stand up for themselves and do something similar. Um, and so joining us now is, this is Bobby Duncan. There he is, the mayor of Harrisburg, Oregon. Um, this is Adam Keaton, and you can't see him. But he is there. Adam, can you say hi? Yeah, hi guys. Sorry, I can't okay. be visible right now. Okay, so Adam is a city councilor in Edinburgh. And then this is another Adam. Apparently in small communities, you must be named Adam to be a city councilor. 
<laughs> and Adam is from Brownsville. And Adam from Brownsville is actually the man who contacted me and said, here's what we're doing. So let's start with Bobby. Let's start with you, Mr. Mayor. Um, tell me what Harrisburg, because you're a little farther ahead in the process. What did Harrisburg do? Well, uh, you know, I, I want to just, I wish I, I wish I was there to just give Stephen a big hug. You know, I you could you could hear the the fear in his voice, losing his business, losing his livelihood. Um, that was that was gut wrenching. I uh, I feel for the man. Really hope and things turn out for him. The iceberg. There's there's yeah. so many businesses that are just done. They're done with the, the playing the game, and they just they just want to get on with you know getting people back into work. We, we've been real fortunate. We, we went through, well, the whole 14 months until just recently we, we lost kind of a keystone, uh, the gridiron uh, bar and grill and pizza. Yeah, I, was, and I hated to see Jack. That was, he's, that was such it, a great It was play. heartbreaking. It really was. He just, you know, he just, he couldn't find, just like Steve, could not find people to do it. And uh, it, it was, you know, you'd, 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 they go through all of the stuff that the, you know, as the governor changes the, you know, from one status to another, they fight through that. They put up a tent, and then that's not good enough. The tent gets blown over in the wind. It's just from good to bad. You know, it's 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 like you're walking out in the backyard and you're constantly stepping in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, what is Brownsville or Harrisburg? Excuse me. What is Harrisburg looking at doing? What's this declaration do? Well, it's a resolution that's been got together three. You know, I've got it. I tell you, my, my city council is just amazing, Rick. Just amazing. I, I've been doing this 20 years. 20 years I've been mayor. And this uh, this group of people is, uh, I tell you, Salem better not come down here and mess with us. I, it's just, you're, you're getting the wrong end of the stick. The, these people are these people are something else. I'm really proud of them. They got a, an ad hoc committee together. I was on vacation in uh, Western New York and uh, got this email. Hey, we got this committee together. I was like, great, go for it. And uh, so they got this ad hoc committee together and, and and busted out this resolution. It's three pages. Adam wow. Adam Adam Keaton knows a lot more about it than, than I do. I, I just they finally just put it together and I uh, they're gonna it's gonna be uh, proclaimed on Tuesday night, but I'm gonna be in Montana, so so, so I don't Adam, get to I don't get to read Adam it. But, Adam but Keaton, uh, tell yeah. me then what is this what does this do? So uh, the resolution is largely modeled after the one that Baker City put together. Uh, we kind of grabbed what they did and put some modifications, made it a little more locally appropriate. Um, and what it what basically comes down to is saying that we've got some problems with what the state of Oregon's been doing over the past year plus at this point. And ever since the uh, uh, ever since the 14 days to slow the spread has turned into 14 months to kill the economy. And what the resolution says is that we've got problems with the scientific background on how this whole thing's been ran. We've got problems with the politicalization of the whole process and how it's been targeting small businesses and smaller communities to the advantage of big business and big communities. And in uh, in addition to the resolution that we're putting out we're uh, pairing it up with a letter and in that letter one of the things that we note is we need to be part of this conversation if we're going to be doing this kind of a thing then the small business community 
needs to be part of it. The small communities in general need to be part of the conversation. You can't just have Portland and Eugene focused policies dictating the results for the entire country. Well, and, and don't you think, Adam, that is kind of odd that the, the governor sets up, you know, when she I don't see any inclusion of the business community on her and a group of I mean, if if you're going to make a decision, I talked to Senator Betsy Johnson about this and, and she's a Democrat, the same party as our governor. And and you would go out and say, how is this going to affect the business community and these and this and this and this and this. But it's all about the science, which, well, that and that's questionable. But it's it's we have this it feels like the backs of small businesses have been the ones that have been bearing the brunt of this whole thing. And I think that they're just, they're just done. Yeah. And I think you're totally right on that. It's, it has been the small business communities that have been taking it in the shorts on this one. Um, I mean, because Amazon's Amazon had record breaking sales, good online stores. They've been doing just fine. You go to Walmart, they've been doing fine. You go to any of the major box stores, they've been doing fine because they've been allowed to be open the whole time. Uh, you look at any of the chain restaurants, uh, any of the, or not, not necessarily the chain restaurants, but any of, the, any of the restaurants that were already set up to do substantial takeout or drive-through, they did fine. Right. But you it's, go to any of the mom and pop shops and right. can't handle like, it. Like, well, and... Adam in, in Brownsville, you, you know, Randy's Cafe, the, the coffee shop in town, he's got a lot less staff and, and ways to deal with COVID regulations and plastic and where can you move everything than a, than a Costco or something would have. He doesn't have that backing. So what are you guys doing in Brownsville? You're a little bit big. You, you just kind of came out. This is just like fresh, like a yeah. chicken. Yeah, first of all, I want to thank Bobby and Adam Keaton. Um, we actually received a copy of their resolution uh, from Harrisburg, and we're we're definitely on par with them. We've taken their resolution. We've kind of, you know, tailor made it to our you know specific community. But you know, just as Adam's saying, you know, this is you know this is kind of a show of solidarity between rural communities. You know, we're going to stand, you know, shoulder to shoulder with every other rural community that, uh, you know, I guess the personal experience doesn't, you know, it doesn't match the narrative. Um, you know, and I guess, I guess my motivation for this was, uh, you know, after the, the recent move to extreme lockdown, um, I went to one of the, one of the local restaurant owners who's, uh, you know, an immigrant of Mexico and, you know, I kind of know his story. He's kind of scratched and clawed to get to where he's at. And, you know, he's absolutely being destroyed. Um, so I kind of took it upon myself to gather some data locally, nationally. And uh, I kind of put a three page report together, presented that to council. Um, spoke with the city manager about it. Uh, when Baker came out with it and I said, Hey, you know, what did we, you know, you think we could do something like this? And, and, uh, you know, he said, absolutely. Um, he just, he said, he didn't know if we had the courage. And I said, well, apparently you don't know me. We got the courage. So you Let's guys just, it's, when is, when is yours supposed to be taken to, uh, to, to the town? To talk uh, so so we've got uh, we've got the resolution drafted up. Uh, we finalized it today. 
we're actually uh, we're going to host a town hall on the 22nd of June this month. Um, it's actually our next uh, council meeting. Um, it's going to be outside down at the Brownsville Park, uh, June, 20, June 22nd at 7 p.m. Um, we're going to host that town hall, and that's going to be followed up by a, a vote on our emergency declaration resolution. And Bobby, where is your guys's or Adam, either one of the other Adam? Um, where where is your guys? Is it adopted yet, or where are we at with that one? It'll be adopted uh, Tuesday night. Okay. Tuesday night. Yeah. So uh, Shannon says, depending on the type of business, success has been based on adaptability. And I think that's very true for everybody's found new ways to do things. I think what you guys are saying is we need to be born in the conversation from the beginning because, yes, a year and a half or a year and four months or whatever it has been later. Um, but it, it's adaptability is one thing, but you guys, there's a lot of businesses that are not going to make it, whether they could adapt it or not. Um when you crunch people, <laughs> some people are just not going to rise back up out of that. Um, well, you know, I, I think there's even a lot more. There, 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 there's a there's another dynamic to this. You talk about getting crunched, and and I, you know, I'm. You've got gray hair. I got gray hair. We we grew up. <laughs> at least Rick does. You guys are too young. Forget about it. <laughs> but but Rick, we grew up wanting to admire and to believe and to respect those that were elected and that was those that were authority above us. And when this stuff comes out, uh, you can go to Walmart and wear a mask and bump into hundreds of people. But if I go over here to the 99 Grill and want to get a hamburger, I'm a disease spreader. And I, But I can walk in with my mask on and then I can go over and sit down and take my mask off. So, you know, the old the old uh, there's an old poem or an old story. The emperor has no clothes. I, some of this stuff is just it's beyond it's beyond frustrating. You, you know, you, you heard you're starting to hear the frustration in my voice, but you, as like in Steve's, and I I finally lost it and wrote a three page letter, open letter, and read it to city council, uh, the last city council, and it I, I tell you I I just it's it's beyond you know it's beyond even trying to get words. Well, it's and it's it's. It's the, the whole thing. My complaint from the beginning is that the inconsistency, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, you, 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 and, and it, it feels like Shannon says on here again, these are people on Facebook commenting. She says, Governor absolutely has taken an authoritarian role and has no care about the little man's success. And I think what it's maybe the good news in this is his teaching. What I love seeing you small communities doing this is rural Oregon once again is standing up and saying, we can't do this anymore. And I think that I think people have to start doing that um, and, and really taking a stand for what they believe in. And if you believe the opposite, then take your stand for the opposite. But don't demonize people who see it differently than you. And it's also really easy to make decisions based on other people's lives when it doesn't impact yours. Um, I don't see the governor taking a pay cut um, at all during this whole thing. I don't see the legislators taking pay cuts. Um, I, you know, and, and, and so if you're going to lead people and you're going to require something of them, you should never require more of other people than you're going to require of yourself. And you take that stand and I think you'd have a lot better success. I think we've seen the same thing with the vaccine is, you know, people are just, they want more information. And, um, but anyway, let's don't get off on that, but you guys, so 
you know that this doesn't have a whole lot of teeth and can't do a whole lot, but that's not really the point, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the point is, is, you know, just, I mean, kind of the snowball effect, you know, I mean, just the more and more of these cities that come out and, you know, do this kind of thing, you know, I mean, that's what we're going for. And, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of it's, you know, just, uh, you know, more and more of these communities actually doing the research and, and spreading this, you know, the real data and the numbers to, you know, their elected officials and, and to the, to the community members. And, you know, I guess the best way that I tried to do it in my report was just kind of put it in layman's terms, you know, I mean, the mortality rate for Lynn County is 0. 0.00, wait for it, 0.563%. So, you know, I mean, you know, based on that, I mean, it, it just, it, it gets less scary and scary once you start crunching the numbers on it. Well, I've had people because we um, I have a client, Dr. Bratlin, and we just took out a billboard out in Junction City area uh, coming in. And it's basically a bunch of business people and it says uh, no more lockdowns. And I think and people came after us and said, you know, well, it's almost over. Just be patient. We're almost there. And I think that the, the, the message is really um, what's going to happen in the fall. And we can't do this again. Right. And I think that's why, because I, I think one of the questions people would say is, well, this is almost over. Why are you guys doing this now? Yeah, and that's, and that's kind of where Brownsville's at. You know, our, our next city council meeting's on the 22nd. Well, for some reason, the magical date to open up the state has been, you know, the 28th for some reason. And, you know, so I guess I got a little pushback from a couple of the council members like, hey, we're opening up on the 28th. And, you know, i pushed back again and said, no, we're, we're done sitting on our hands. Like we're, we're going to, we're going to make a move on this and, you know, I'm going to draft this resolution and we will vote on it. I, th I think what's interesting too, is how I, you know, my, my thought is if I could have a conversation with anybody in a powerful position like that would be that how, how you know, how far are you going to push? Um, you know, um, it's, I think people are worn out. And, um, and, and when you look around the country and you see other states all around us, <laughs> bar stools are back, plexiglass is gone. Um, nobody's even having this conversation. They're not talking about it anymore. And in Oregon, it just seems that this just goes on and on and on. But I do find the farther away from the valley I get, the less people talk about it. They're just living their lives that way. Yeah, do you, do you think there's almost a, uh, an acceptance of, of uh, we, we give up our safety for liberty and, you know, then we try to get that liberty back. That's, that's going to be hard, you know, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, we need to, we got to come up with a different word for, uh, for hypocrisy because that, you just, that word used to mean something when you yeah. called somebody a hypocrite or somebody was labeled as a hypocrite or found out to be a hypocrite, it had consequences. It doesn't have consequences anymore. Right. Uh, the the corruption and the hypocrisy is it, it's it's you can't even watch the news they pee on your leg and tell you it's raining uh Fauci comes out you want you want to ask him can i wear two bathing suits so i can pee in the pool this summer i mean it's it's just unbelievable i think we almost that that we almost have to ask more questions of, of our leaders and of each other 
And, and then, and I think that's what you guys do by starting this the conversation. Um, you know, in, instead of people pointing fingers at who's right and who's wrong, it should be, you know, I think in 20 years when we come back, there's going to be a documentary and we're all going to look at it and our faces are going to be a little red and we're going to be going, ah, because we're all going to be a little bit wrong because that's how history works. But I think if we don't address this and speak our minds and keep the conversation going and stop allowing people to bully us, this is never going to go away. And that's kind of my thought on the thing. Gentlemen, um, thank you for one, making time on a Friday night uh, to do this with us. And um, the other Adam uh, disappeared on there. So Adam, the other Adam, thank you too, Adam, uh, Bobby. Uh, Stephen Sheehan is still in the background. I can see him back there. Stephen, thank you for coming uh, coming on and talking to us. And hey, you guys, your head up, buddy. The best thing you guys can do is um, share this on your page. Let other people know that it's going on. Maybe someone sees that and encourages their small town to do something. Maybe it just encourages you to do something. And the, the other thing is, go find go find things to listen to that that teach you. And don't be afraid. The other day, I'll just tell you guys this really fast. The other day, I was just, some guy was on, and and, and he's a um, anarchist, and he has a podcast. And I got connected to him through Joe Rogan and somebody else. But I found this guy, so I went on and I started watching his podcast, and I started realizing, oh my god, I think I'm kind of an anarchist. Um, you know, and I was listening to some of the things he was saying, and there's a bunch of stuff we don't agree on, but he's the same way. It's like, yeah. Can you see they're taking our power away? And I was walking away going, oh, my God, I'm an, I'm an anarchist. But <laughs> what I loved about doing that is I'm exploring other people to not just stick with people I think think like me. I've never done that. I get accused of doing that. But those are people that don't know me and they're just trying to shut me up. I spend time listening to other people that I disagree with. So if you're a Democrat, go listen to a talk radio on a Republican site. If you're a Republican, go listen to an anarchist site or go listen to a Democrat site if you can find one or go just watch the regular news. But figure out what people are doing and then come up with your own idea. Don't be a puppet. We are not Pinocchio. You know, my strings are disconnected. I, I didn't have to become a jackass to become a boy. Um, I am not going to live my life that way. And I don't think you should too. So don't hang out with your own little group of people and get all your messages from that. Start finding out what other people are thinking and then come up with a plan like Brownsville and Harrisburg, bring it to the community. And then you as a community go do what you're supposed to do. Cause that's what we're here for. And get involved, put a yard sign in your yard, run for council, run for uh, school board, uh, run for planning commission, get out and get involved in your communities. It's uh, it's a, it's a wonderful experience. That's where the change happens. And people don't believe that they think, Oh, I'm going to be a representative or governor or secretary of state or something like that. Don't sell your soul. You got to sell your soul to go that far. Yeah. Well, I've yeah, been there, done that. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. And uh, the only reason I ran for secretary of state is because I had name familiarity and I just jumped in and, and now I know I'm not doing that again. But on the local level, school boards, planning commissions, those are where you start and get your feet wet. And that's where the change starts to happen. And then you work your way into these other places where you can actually represent the entire community, the left, the right, and the very large growing segment of the population called non-affiliated middle voters who are the ones who are going to take over someday. <laughs> Gentlemen, we need, more, we need more two. We need we need more atoms. We need two more atoms on. Yeah, we need two more atoms because that atom actually that's that is the start, right? Atom yep, means absolutely that's right. Like the you start. Move to Harrisburg, we'll put you in business. 
Every, right, every city council now needs an atom on it. That's yeah. a new thing. All right. You guys, thanks again. I really appreciate Thank you, you coming and, and spending your time with us. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Um, hey, oh, Stephen. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you weren't picking your nose. I accidentally brought you up. Stephen, <laughs> thank you for spending time with us. And you guys go visit Elkhorn um, and be patient. Give people some, give, give them some grace um, because they're doing the best they can. Buddy, thank you. I hope you heard the good, kind words those guys were saying to oh, you. Oh, yeah. Thanks so okay. much. I have to All go right. visit, visit them, uh, uh, Harrisburg and um, and Brownsville. In Brownsville, for sure. Yeah, go go have some of Randy's stuff. They got some good restaurants up there too. You can check All them right. out. Maybe just some of your beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, see you, buddy. All right, you guys. Hey, have a great Friday night. Um, lots of stuff going on tonight and tomorrow in Junction City. Is the uh, oh gosh, I should remember the name of it because I'm going out there tonight. Um, but I, I'm blank, but it's their car show. Tonight's the big drag, 6.30 to 9.30. People just driving on the streets like the old days and showing off their cars. And then tomorrow there's a car show. You can find it on Facebook, look it up. Um, and uh, all, all kinds of stuff happening this weekend. So go out and enjoy yourself. And we will be back next week on Monday. I've got a comedian who is hated by Antifa. <laughs> so, so why not bring him on? <laughs> so we're just, we're going to have some fun. All right. I will talk to you guys next week. See you later. Good night.